Hey, Grand Rising, and welcome to the podcast, Only Black Cosmonaut. On each and every episode, we look to explore our inner universe and shine a light of love and acceptance. My name is Howard Cosmonaut Palmer. I'm a self-care, meditation, and wellness advocate, and I do those conversations, and I call it planetary alignment. With guided meditation, mindfulness, and movement, I want to teach you, too, how to be cosmic. Hello, Julian. Are you there? Yes, sir. Positive, positive. Technology is such a great tool when utilized and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, reflected in the right way. So uh, once again, once again. So welcome back to the podcast, listeners. Today we have Julian Frazier. He's a sure. counseling psychologist and PhD or PhD in counseling psychology, um, yep. certified personal trainer and health coach. I know Julian personally in the sense that uh, we come from the parkour and free running community, and right. Julian was definitely a monster and continues to be in his own right uh, in that field. So to have him here on the podcast under the counseling psychology PhD, I'm really, really excited to, to have him, well, pick his brain as much as hear about him. So, Julian, you said you're there. Um, yes, sir. Let the listeners know who you are outside of what I just said. Yeah, I mean, you you covered some of the highlights, right? Is, uh, I've been I've been in Denver uh, for the better part of this decade now. It started off as a journey to start my uh, PhD program. Have since finished. I'm working full time in community mental health and act, and also teaching as an adjunct professor in counseling psychology. So, kind of uh, you pay your dues and then you pass it on in some ways. And part of that journey, uh, not just of the mind, is also of the body. And so. Um, you know, my foray into parkour was, you know, trying to work on my, my body, my relationship with space as much as I was uh, my relationship with the mental aspect of psychology. And so uh, it, it in many ways um, helped me to get through that journey was uh, mm. having something where I could, I could leave the, the ivory tower of uh, scholasticism behind and uh, spend some time in the gym. Um, clearing my mind and, and the two have come to, to form a really uh, powerful balance in how I practice today. Again, it's like getting connected with the mind body, you know, just Correct. using the, the positive, positive. So, what, man, this is so weird because we come, I, I know you so much from the parkour space that the psychology aspect, I knew you were into it and I knew you were studying, but not to the depth or at least to the gist of what you just gave us. And all, I, my podcast definitely focuses on mindfulness, movement, and meditation, but I keep mm -hmm. it in a spiritual, general sense. It's, uh, it becomes individual only because what resonates with you. So yeah. I got a question as to why do you consider or do you focus on black people or black upliftment or, or, or do you just consider yourself a black-owned business? What's the focus sure. there? Well, I, I think uh, of things in terms of low-hanging fruit. I and mean, when we think of communities and uh, groups of people who would benefit the most from being uplifted, I mean, historically speaking, but also in, in, in the modern era that we live in, uh, black community is the low-hanging fruit. I mean, that's where the potential of so many cultural movements have come out of. And so most of uh, what I've worked on in my expertise 
um, I'm, I'm kind of calling this framework fitness psychology, but it has a lot to do with implementing exercise and nutrition into practice, really benefits people of color the most, because again, that's, that's where the most potential is to have. And so they, the, I guess the saying is a rising tide raises all ships. And mm. uh, this, is, this is definitely an, an opportunity, um, not only just being a person of color, but you know, coming at it, at things like nutrition and exercise from a, a kind of a justice oriented approach. Yeah, definitely. And there's so much to unpack there, um, especially yeah. in the space of what's happening in America right now. Um, you live in Colorado, mostly in the Denver area, I assume, just like myself. Yeah. And we definitely get a chance to experience experience face to face, hand to hand, never no, hopefully knock on wood, never cuff to cuff, you know, what exactly is happening here. And um it's there's I don't say it in a derogatory term to try to say it's bad, but I ain't trying to say that. No, I'm just saying that sure. it is what it is, just like you said. And I think the the psycho the psychology behind it is the focus and focus and giving black people the empowerment to know that our freedom comes from our mind in the sense of how we apply the knowledge because it's not enough to know something you have to put it to action. If we can't find space for the action again is is the probably the other issue. Um, then leaders like yourself I would consider it important. So. You live here in Colorado and in Denver area, but with your work or even you can even make this a personal question. Where do you want to live in the next five years and why? Yeah, I've actually uh, kind of fallen in love with the, the Denver area. So I'm originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma, which mm -hmm. is an interestingly like diverse place. You wouldn't think <laughs> of diversity and think of. But I mean, it's the destination of the Trail of Tears. It's the site of yep. Black Wall Street. And it's like yep. one of the most heavily immigrated into areas because yep. of both refugee settlements as well as folks from Central and South America. So you get this this interesting hodgepodge, but there's no mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of growth in Tulsa because it's an mm -hmm. old oil town. So when you come out to Denver, and they call it the no coast, right? Because both of the coasts are so saturated, right? That that mm -hmm. the Sacramento's, the LA's, but then the New Yorks, the Miamis, they're full. But the Denver yep. is a place that is up and coming, it's growing, it's just a diverse population in many places because Aurora, for example, where I do much of my work, is one of the largest refugee and immigrant populations in the United States. A lot of people don't know that. Um, yeah. But it, it's a, one of those places where as the city grows, you can grow with it. And so there's a lot of fertile soil here for doing good work. I agree to that. And with that, <laughs> I agree to it, but it also means that the the work has just now begun. Right. And there's a lot to on. I guess I'm just that's my favorite word for today, unpack. But it's it's definitely yeah. a lot to digest as well and process and just be with, not even find a way to exit through, but just live within. And um, I I don't know how I'm not trying to answer anything. And what's important for me is to give you the space to speak on, hmm, how could I call it? Still under the umbrella of mindfulness movement and meditation, do you believe that um, whether it's the non-white community or the black community, do you feel that we will ever 
get to a space, and this is, uh, again, speaking as a psychologist, hopefully, mm-hmm. do you think we can ever get to a space where we work united outside of, um, like, live on our own separate from whether white America or from the oppression? Do you see that being a psychological space we can work to? I think so. Um, and I say that with the preface that it may take a lot of time and a lot of deconstructing uh, much of the oppressive uh, kind of forces which exist nowadays. I think one of the, there's a lot of study around what it means to have superordinate goals is when you take a number of people, um, you know, regardless of their background and you give them a similar opposition or a similar goal that they all share, well, all those other identities kind of fall to the background and they all kind of join in the shared identity as people trying to overcome the same obstacle. I think that uh, humanity is perhaps today more than any time in in human history aware of the looming obstacles that we all face. And I think that it's also an opportunity for us to come together under a shared identity where things like race, ethnicity don't have to matter as much as, look, if we don't all work together to solve this problem, whether that's COVID or or future uh, viral threats or uh, global warming or these other things, if we don't come together under a superordinate goal and thus share an identity, uh, then you know we're all going to suffer as a result. So I think that there's uh, big obstacles, problems to solve, but it's also an opportunity for us to overcome uh, the identities that divide us. Yeah, well, very well said, Julian. Very well said. I, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, so I I love the I love that space. I read books, Carl mm-hmm. Jung, and and that's less, that's just me. I've I I love that. So I'm so glad to know that you're like this. I guess because um, yeah. I knew you was I knew when the way you move and um empowered to your work, it was like okay, this guy knows he has a brain and a body, where <laughs> some top athletes in our space just believe they have a body, and they're they you meet them as a person. And you can tell something's not right in their brain. They're either just rude, unapologetically, just, mm. you know, they just carry certain, whether it be a privilege or an attitude that it's just unnecessary. And it's like, just because you're good doesn't mean you have to be an ass, my guy. You know, you could <laughs> have some kind of thing. And, or, and you can show that. And usually they don't last. So you don't have to give them too much energy because they usually kill themselves, you know, or put themselves down in that way. Mm. So I'm really glad that you came through the way that you did and left such an influence on me and definitely to our community and definitely just as a black person because there's not anyone in the Colorado parkour community that made the impact that you did and be black, you know, especially when it comes to the the, the trials and the movement. And it's hard to notice that in the sea of the work that you do because it's, I don't believe you coached and moved and work to be separate from any race. You just did you. But it's the it's the work, and and the and the natural representation that we just are that sometimes shows up in not so positive spaces that reminds us that it's always there. You're always black. You're always who you were. You're always where you came from. Now, who do you choose to be in that work or in that space is the most important thing. So, yeah. my one of my last questions: <laughs> What yeah, excites yeah. you most about your work? What excites you most about about your work right now? Like. Like, what gives you the, the, yeah, what excites you most about the work? Well, I mean, first, thanks for those kind words. I mean, I, 
I think there is something about the parkour space which is cathartic and that like I don't have to be a psychologist or a philosopher or I can just go in yeah. there and jump around and yell and scream and like because you can't do that when you're in the classroom. You can't do that when you're in certain business space. You've got to be buttoned up and all those sorts of things. I think what excites me most about uh, what we're putting together with, uh, again, what I'm, I'm coining fitness psychology is uh, kind of an opportunity to like leave a dent in the universe, so to speak. And the way mm -hmm. that I think about it is uh, like, you know, if there was one idea, one thought that you had, that if everyone on the planet, thought agreed with you on that thing that it might make the world better right what what would that look like is it maybe a question that i pose and then mm. once i've answered that question for myself it's just it's just a matter of propagating that idea and so uh, in my mind that's exciting because that that gives me a mission right that says well there's some things that i think about like if people knew something some things about exercise or about nutrition or about stress management or these tools that if everyone knew it, then, you know, it would elevate humanity as a whole. So why don't I just right. dedicate uh, as much time and energy as I can as trying to put those ideas out into the world. And who knows, I could live my whole year, my whole life, uh, do my whole career and make no progress at all, but it still would have been a worthwhile endeavor. Or I can live a whole life and try to propagate this idea. And it is incredibly successful. And uh, we're all kind of better for for it. So that's kind of yeah. what excites me the most is that I, I there might be seasons of my life, but I'll always have a mission to, to come back right. to if I, if I want to. That's what I gathered from that for sure. And it, it, keep, it keeps you consistent outside of all the work and all the ups and downs that will come with that path. And, and at least you can stay with your joy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. So I don't know. It's in the middle of the week right now. Do you still yeah. find time? What's your downtime like in regards of uh, mental health? Do you meditate at all? Do you go for walks? Do you play with your cat? Do you, I don't know. <laughs> I think um, one thing about doing psychotherapy full time is I have this odd opportunity to speak with people like most of the hours of my day that I'm awake. And so mm -hmm. I, I find that, uh, and I'm working from home right now, thanks to, to COVID. So I, I mm -hmm. found that, you know, gyms getting outside has still been a, a source of reprieve for me because <laughs> kind of sitting and, and, and speaking and sometimes talking about really vulnerable uh, emotional topics it's like, mm -hmm. boy, I, I need to get out of my head and I need to get into my body yeah. a little bit longer. Yeah. So, um, I think definitely. That's kind of what I was asking. How do you heal? Mm. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it is still through motion. I think mm. um, the alternative to that is writing. Um, There's some folks who can sit down and like picture an image and draw it out or paint or like they have some artistic expression. So I, I can't do anything of that. I am, I am <laughs> garbage at that. You, you'd I be lucky if you got like a good stick figure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but one, one artistic expression uh, has been writing for me. And uh, so Positive. if I'm really ch chewing on an idea or, or thought or something I need to get out, I'll, I'll, uh, write it out and maybe share it with a, a trusted other and, you know, have them give me some feedback. But those are ways that I uh, 
you know, I, I set myself straight while balancing this whole mind-body thing. Positive. You defrag, basically. You know, you get right, yourself, right. or you frag, yeah, right. Get yourself yeah. back from fragmentation. Positive, Julian, Mr. Fraser, PhD, doctor. Dr. Fraser, do people call you Dr. Fraser? Yeah, that's how that yeah, doctor thing works. Yeah, that's Dr. how that works. Fraser. Wow. And you just so. jumped into your 30s. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, just as of... Is as that a Doogie Howser effect? Is that how that works? I don't know what's the youngest doctor out there. <laughs> maybe I maybe by far not the youngest doctor, but okay. I think it was one of my goals to uh, get my PhD before 30 and uh, check that box last year. And so wow. this, this year I'll be transitioning into private practice while I continue to work in community mental health and uh, teach uh, at the, the graduate level. So um, it, it life is full, but in, in a way that full is satisfying. That's great, man. That's great. That's great. That's great. I'm sitting here envisioning some aspects of your life. Dr. Frazier walking in, you know, knowing the guy that jumps, strides, flips, moves at like sub 10 speed, just walks in all casually to class. All right, students, sit down. If you only know. (laughs) Right, right. Sometimes it's fun. Like you drop like, well, you know, I've I'll uh, grade the papers, you know, this weekend. I have, I got to go do some circus stuff. And everyone's like, wait, what? Yeah. What, what is he doing? You, just like, <laughs> you don't explain it. You just keep going. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, I think, excites their mind as well, back to, like, your focus as a psychologist. So that's great. That's really great. Well, Dr. Frazier, I started calling you Julian. Now it's Dr. Frazier. I thank you so <laughs> much for uh, – no, this is powerful, man, I, I thank you so much for taking the space to talk with me. My podcast always about mindfulness, movement, and meditation. And I think you at least summed up me in this conversation as a philosopher. I would agree to that. And if you didn't, I'm just going to say that because in comparison to you who've gone down the actual path, you know, I'm just like theorizing and putting together, which I think it has its own space as well. But the compliment is what I'm, I believe is for the listeners to know that you can choose your path, just be happy with it. And when it comes to Black-owned and Black upliftment and Black people, I want to use this platform to give them a space to at least share their work and share who they are. So, Dr. Frazier, thank you so much for doing just that. Absolutely. Well, I'm more than happy to I mean, talk about all of the nerdy things that I enjoy. And, I mean, to your point, I, I come – to this space from psychology, but that gives me all kinds of preconceived notions. So I think it's important for folks who, you know, come from their own contemplative space, who are theorizing, you know, from their own perspective uh, without kind of the preconceived notions of maybe a field or academia to be part of the conversation, especially as we're, you know, deconstructing, again, a lot of the uh, systems, which are, uh, I mean, to be frank, uh, benefiting some at the cost of others. So that's, yeah. that's going to be important ongoing work. Well, give them, let let the listeners know where they can find you because I know I follow you on Instagram and I'm going to put that in the show notes. But uh, let them hear. Where's the best way to find you? Maybe as a doctor, do you offer, well, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm actually not very prolific on Instagram nowadays. I think I took okay. a long hiatus from social media and then like never got back into the habit of post posting regularly. Um, you can find a lot of my stuff, um, on www.fitness-c, 
Psych, P-S-Y-C-H.com. Uh, that's going to be the splash page for uh, my private practice going forward, and you're already going to be able to find a number of uh, resources, in, including an entire encyclopedia of research there. So um, that's a good way of, of reaching me. Um, and uh, But, I mean, I, I still use Instagram, so if you wanted to follow julianfraser.phd, you can do that too. <laughs> Great. I'll give them both so they can choose. Um, Dr. Fraser, uh, any any last notes? I got one last thing, but do you have any last thing to say? Sure. Well, I guess if you are listening to this and you're someone who you know identifies as a person of color or another marginalized or oppressed group, you know, a big part of what I encourage is finding empowerment through the little choices that we make. And so if if we have a choice between eating something that's healthy for us or something that we know isn't healthy for us, that little choice to choose the more healthy option is itself a form of, I guess, rebellion in a way. It's a, it is a sense of seizing freedom, even if it's just one uh, measly choice, because if we continue to make the next choice a choice closer to freedom, then uh, we will find liberation uh, through our own kind of force of will. And so that's that's the the foundation, that's where nutrition and exercise psychology start. And, and that's, again, that low-hanging fruit of where we find the most benefit as a people. Yes. Yes. That's that's so strange. It was I, I definitely couldn't have articulated what I wanted to say like that. But what I <laughs> wanted to say um, was as I felt as important is it's for anyone listening, um, I want you to understand that Dr. Frazier is here, or there's always help anywhere. The reason why it's important to listen, um, excuse me, the reason why it's important for me to, my mission for you to listen to this work and listen to our conversation is also to be clear that you're not alone. Uh, alone can feel like no one's around you, but look within the space of the world around you and just understand that black or marginalized, we are here. But because we are both black men and we come from that space and we, whether choose or choose not, live in a certain space in America that causes us to have to keep a recognition of that, I want you to know we are with you too. Mm. So that's pretty much yeah. my work, or my, what I wanted to say. Definitely. All right. On a happier note, you have a great day. Yeah. The sun is out. It's beautiful in Colorado. That's true. If anyone's listening, please do not move here. It is great. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> wonderful. Do not move here. Right. Um, <laughs> you have a good day, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Bye. Namaste. Yeah, I want to remind you say you can look to support the podcast over at anchor.fm forward slash only black cosmonaut. You can support at $1, $5, or $10 monthly. Your monthly contribution always continues to for me to do the work, find ways to be more inspirational, reach out to people so them can be guests on the podcast. So head on over to anchor.fm forward slash only black cosmonaut and click on the support link and you can consider whichever support you want, $1, $5, or $10 monthly. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste.